Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, September 5th, and we have completed week 35 of 2022. As a reminder, businesstravel360.com is a great resource to take advantage of for everything business travel. Here you can listen, read, and take advantage of deals, look up events, and even have some fun with some great videos. You can check all of this out at businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. After announcing in February that it would shutter its book on Google option for hotels, the search giant Google has confirmed it will phase out the feature for flights as well. According to Google, it will disable book on Google for non-U.S. users on September 30th and for U.S. users on or after March 31st. Launched in 2015, Book on Google for Flights facilitated transactions for partners whose sites were not optimized for the mobile web. In subsequent years, as partner websites, particularly on mobile, evolved, consumers increased their booking activities with airlines directly or via online travel agency. Google said that while Book on Google has been beneficial for some partners, Google has seen an overall declining share of Google flight bookings coming from that option. As of May 25, 2022, the book on Google option for hotels was discontinued. As part of a recent promise by the federal government, all Americans will be able to renew their passports online as soon as next year. This is according to recent news from the U.S. Department of State. In August, the State Department ran a pilot program of 25,000 volunteers on a first-come, first-served basis. That program, which followed a limited pilot with federal employees and contractors early in 2022, helped test the functionality and ensure that online password renewal system operates as designed. The program required applicants to meet a set of criteria, including that they were at least 25 years old and that their most recent passport was valid for 10 years and their old passport was issued between 9 and 15 years ago. The U.S. Department of Transportation on Thursday launched an airline customer service dashboard outlining the 10 largest U.S. airlines' plans, including specifics on passenger meal or hotel voucher entitlements. The tool, announced two weeks ago by Secretary Pete Buttigieg, includes service changes made by nearly all of the covered airlines as a result of the announcement. All but one of the 10 largest U.S. airlines made significant changes to their plans to improve services provided to passengers when the flights are canceled or delayed because of an airline issue. The agency gave an example that no airline had unconditionally guaranteed meal vouchers or hotels prior to the announcement, but now 9 of the 10 guarantee meals and 8 of the 10 guarantee hotel accommodations when an airline issue causes the delay or cancellation. For the meal voucher, the delay must be at least 3 hours in length, and the hotel voucher comes into play when a passenger must stay overnight because of a cancellation. U.S. airlines are bumping passengers three times as often as they did in 2018, according to the latest data from DOT. Nearly 1 in 25,000 ticket holders on the 10 largest U.S. airlines were forced to skip their scheduled flight due to an oversold flight during the first half of this year. The large majority of bumpings, known formally as involuntary denied boardings, were made by just three airlines, American, Southwest, and Frontier. Together, they accounted for 91% of the nearly 15,000 bumpings from January to June of this year. And while American had almost 5,000, it was the most frequent perpetrator. Frontier passengers had by far the highest chance of being told they couldn't fly. The discount airline bumped almost four passengers per 10,000 during the first half of this year, more than six times the number at Southwest, which has the second highest bumping percentage of nearly 4,400 bumpings. 
As travel costs continue on a seemingly unstoppable rise, American companies are cutting their budgets for trips by almost a quarter, according to the corporate card and expense platform ramp. The U.S. startup launched a travel management platform in February, allowing businesses to create travel and expense policies with spending limits for different areas of travel. It's now found that for new travel policies, the total spend to be allowed on business trips in the future is almost 24% lower in June of 2022 when compared to the same month in 2021. Ram pins some of the cause of the worries on a recession. However, companies cut back in key areas normally associated with growth over the past two months. For example, there's been an average spending reduction in electronics of 41%, advertising of 18%, and software purchases of 6%. Now in news relating to changes in travel due to the pandemic. Beginning on September 3rd, South Korea will no longer require inbound travelers to complete a pre-departure test prior to entering the country. Travelers must undergo a PCR test within 24 hours of arrival and register via Korea's Q-code system and complete the Korea Electronic Travel Authorization before travel. These three mandates will be the last remaining COVID-19 requirements for travelers heading to South Korea. While the restrictions are still more stringent than many European countries, South Korea's new protocols are still less strict than some of its Asian neighbors, including Japan, which continues to impose some of the most extensive barriers and Taiwan. Australia will remove its mask mandate on flights from early September. The Prime Minister discussed the removal of this requirement during a National Cabinet meeting. Isolation periods for those who test positive for COVID-19 will also be reduced from seven days to five. This means that the last pandemic travel restriction will be removed in one of the countries that had the strictest regulations. Several airlines previously dropped the mask mandate on international flights departing Australia. The requirement will also be dropped inside Australian airports. The conflicting requirements consistently confused passengers. The national government hopes that this will clarify the travel restrictions and promote Australian air travel. <music> 2022 will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. Italy's finance ministry on Wednesday announced it has entered into exclusive talks with a consortia formed by Delta Airlines, Air France, KLM, and U.S. investment fund Ceteris for the purchase of the national airline ITA Airways. The move comes after months of negotiating as the government deemed the offer more in line with objectives set by the outgoing prime minister, selecting it over a rival bid from the container shipping company MSC Group and German airline Lufthansa. As part of the offer, the Italian government will retain 40% of ITA shares and control two of the company's five board seats. Meanwhile, the MSC Lufthansa offer was reportedly a more aggressive takeover with the group requesting 80% of the ownership. Finnair and Qatar have decided to work closely together on improving connections from Scandinavia to Asia via Doha. As part of the agreement, Finnair will introduce daily service from Helsinki, Stockholm and Copenhagen to Doha, linking the markets with connecting flights on Qatar. Qatar and Finnair said that they will share passenger and cargo capacity in the services and are also considering expanding cooperation to include further European markets. Both airlines are members of the One World Alliance. Virgin Australia has announced a new co-chair deal with Indian airline Indigo to enhance travel connections between the UK and India. The agreement will initially allow Virgin passengers flying from London Heathrow to Delhi and Mumbai to connect into seven other cities in India served by Indigo. The co-chair will be further extended later in the year to cover a total of 16 destinations throughout India. The co-chair flights can be booked through Virgin Atlantic for travel after September 27th. Cruisers on board Royal Caribbean, Celebrity Cruises, and Silver Sea Cruises will soon no longer need to worry about slow Wi-Fi. 
Its parent company, Royal Caribbean Group, has partnered with SpaceX's Starlink to provide high-speed internet to its entire fleet across the three brands. With Starlink's high-speed capacity and low-latency capabilities, passengers and crew will be able to stream videos and make video calls while at sea. All ships across the brands are expected to have the Starlink high-speed internet by the first quarter of 2023. United Airlines and Dubai's Emirates are set to announce a co-chair agreement according to Reuters in the coming weeks. United on Tuesday sent an invitation to reporters to a special event on September 14th titled Come Fly With Us with CEO Scott Kirby and Emirates President Tim Clark. After receiving government approvals, a code share will allow both airlines' customers access to additional destinations that each did not currently serve. The agreement will likely help United better compete for customers flying in the Gulf region. Now in news relating to the return to travel. Lufthansa has cancelled over 800 flights scheduled on Friday at its Munich and Frankfurt hubs due to a one-day strike by the pilots' union. Affected customers were informed on Thursday and rebooked if possible. The cancellations do not extend to the Eurowing flights. Lufthansa estimated that 130,000 customers will be impacted by the day-long labor action. Lufthansa says that it has offered entry-level pilots an 18% pay raise and long-standing captains a 5% raise. The union has said that the Lufthansa management failed to move the needle on its offer during negotiations. Amtrak on September 26th would restart its cross-border service between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C. The service had been suspended since 2020, according to Amtrak. Amtrak said it will initially launch a once-daily round-trip service and a second daily service will be added at a later point. In addition to standard international travel requirements, non-citizen arrivals into the U.S. or Canada must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19, and all passengers must wear a mask on board trains in Canada and its Canadian rail stations. The world's first hydrogen-powered passenger train has entered into service in Germany. According to a four-year trial, the regional trains that are powered by fuel cell propulsion now service routes between many cities Emitting only water vapor and condensation, the trains operate with a low level of noise and travel at speeds between 80 to 120 kilometers an hour with a maximum speed of 140 kilometers per hour. 14 hydrogen-powered trains will gradually replace the 15 diesel trains that are currently operating in that route, and the line is expected to be completely emissions-free by the end of the year. According to the manufacturer, the trains have a range of 1,000 kilometers and can run all day on just one tank of hydrogen. U.S. hotels in July set a monthly record for average daily rate and revenues per available room, according to the hospitality research form STR. July ADR was $159.08, up 17% from July 2019 levels and up from $155.04 in June 2022, another illustration not only in returning demand but also on persistent inflation. July REVPAR was $110.73, up 11% from July 2019, and up from $108.64 in June 2022. After cracking 70% in June for the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic began, July occupancy retreated to a 69.6%, a traditionally typical slowdown according to STR. July occupancy was 5.4% lower than that of July 2019. Now in some technology news. 
Vietnam Airways has extended its long-standing relationship with Sabre. The new deal means that the flag airline of Vietnam will continue to distribute its flights to a large network of travel agents using Sabre's travel marketplace. The aviation industry has evolved rapidly in recent years, and we appreciate Sabre's wide-ranging, robust technology solutions that have brought significant value to Vietnam Airlines, according to the CEO of Vietnam Airlines. Ethiopian Airlines is working with Travelport on a plan to provide NDC capability to agents via a new agreement with the technology company. The renewal will move Ethiopian Airlines, the largest airline in Africa, in terms of fleet, to the Travelport Plus GDS system, which Travelport launched last year as its eventual sole GDS platform. Travelport and Ethiopian Airlines are in the process of developing a plan to distribute NDC content and functionality through Travelport Plus. And the airline is also joining Travelport's rich content and branding program, which provides details and images on fares and ancillaries. Ethiopian Airlines has plans to nearly double its fleet in the next decade and beyond, and the new distribution agreement will help us provide agents and their travelers with quick, easy access to highly relevant offers and more choices, according to the CEO of the company. With that. Thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this business travel podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.